This is Ed Black, and I want to welcome all of our listeners to the latest edition of the RG Tech Studio podcast series. In this edition, I'm extremely pleased to be here with my uh, friend and uh, partner, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe is an M&A deal specialist, just awarded Deal Maker of the Year status. We're all having trouble getting in and out of the building because of the paparazzi that's on the sidewalk now that Mike has this award. We're going to spend some time talking to Mike about that deal and about some of the issues and how he does those types of transactions. Mike, welcome. And before we dig in, when you're not deal maker of the year, what, what do you do in life? I am a partner in the private equity group based out of Boston. I've got a family, dog. I'm living like, you know, the typical American life. I got to say, the award has just really changed everything because, you know, now, as you said, the paparazzi is all over me and I'm really not sure. I'm not, you know, right. you know, before I could just live this unassuming life and boring, but now, you know, now, you, you now, know, people in now, the hallway. It's all, it's all different. Yeah, it's, it's all like different. Much, it's so. all different. I'm trying well, to get I, a hold of it and, you know, <laughs> I thought we agreed you'd call me Mr. Rowe at the beginning. I don't know, I don't know exactly where this is going. Uh, we all have our goals. So let's dig in. Uh, a little bit. I I know that you've done uh, many uh, deals uh, in the, in various tech industries, but what was the specific transaction that resulted in the award? I think there were a few that kind of um, were put up in, okay. in terms of it. They were all um, TPG backed uh, uh, technology companies, or you know, in, in one case, TPG and Francisco Partners backed technology companies, but I think kind of the one that if I was to guess pushed me over the line um, was mm-hmm. probably the McAfee transaction or McAfee transactions um, that took place between 2021 and two, the first quarter of 2022. Uh, that was kind of a law school class by itself. Um, not that anyone and, actually... And, and why do you say transactions? It was a series of separate deals or or uh, yeah, so, kind of parallel deals? How, how did it work? Well, one of them is still ongoing. Um, but... Okay. Uh, Yes, um, they were par- they were deals that were done both in series and then also in parallel. So the, the, you know, basically, McAfee wanted to separate the enterprise and the consumer businesses, um, and so okay. really much of 2021 for me was kind of first carving out the enterprise business from the consumer business and selling the enterprise business, and then about three or four months later, selling the consumer business. So. Um, you, you can and, and imagine. Just, to, just to be clear, when we say enterprise and consumer, McAfee, a well-known brand, well-known name, is in the cybersecurity space. So they sell products and services used to protect networks and uh, software and laptops and systems. And and the enterprise business, that's where those cybersecurity products are directed at business enterprises and the consumer business that's like personal laptops is is, is that basically right we, we got in a big debate exactly what enterprise was versus what consumer was and, right uh, you know but yes more or less that's exactly right i mean once you get down to the smaller um consumer uh, you know if i incorporate myself am i a consumer or am i uh, an enterprise and largely yeah. you can think about the enterprise business as government big companies consumer business as you and me got it all right well I want to talk to you about getting these deals done because there must have been a million problems to solve in order in order to do that. I, but the, you've already put one on the table, so I'm I'm, I'm going to start there. That is uh, carving out the business. Do you just walk into a giant office and say, "Everyone who's enterprise, raise your hand," and then please walk to the left side of the room? 
how, how do you manage from a deal point of view? How do you manage that type of carve out? It was a large team involved. How did it work? It was an enormous team. And I mean, you know, obviously the irony in all these sorts of awards, and I think we've joked about this before, is, you know, one person gets an award, and but really kind of this was, you know, I guess I was the tip of a very, very, very a large spear um, where, mm-hmm. you know, we, we probably had a ropes and gray team and, you know, I won't say 100 people, but uh, close to 100 working on this on this stuff. And then, you know, you obviously had many, many, many other advisors kind of who were involved. And, you know, you ask about kind of how to get it done. First of all, you're, you know, those, you don't get the option of uh, raising your hand and saying you want to be enterprise and raising your hand, you want to right, be consumer. Right. Because, uh, right. you know, there, there may be some people who uh, might, might want to, might prefer to be one and not the other, but you, you kind of uh, directed which way you're, and from a people perspective, which way you're going to go. McAfee has a history of kind of carve outs where kind of it was acquired by Intel um, in 2010 or 11 or something like that. And then, TPG um, carved it out itself, like both a consumer and enterprise business, in from either Intel. 18 or 19. From Intel, correct. Um, in either 18 or 19, and then we recarved it out the the enterprise business afterwards. So to a certain extent, it was a little bit of a redux of our prior transaction. We we carved out consumer and enterprise from a larger business, i.e. Intel's business, and then yeah. this time around, we just carved out the enterprise from from consumer. So carve out from Intel, that's tough. Again, same, team of hundreds, accounting firms, legal teams, in-house teams, uh, people don't get to just choose on their own. It all has to be figured out, and you're leading that effort. Then we scroll ahead just a couple of years, and we're now carving out enterprise from consumer. Same thing, 100 lawyers, accounting teams, business teams, once again, it all has to be figured out. We're not just going to let people raise their hand and go to the side of the room. Uh, uh, candidly, uh, it, it sounds like it's impossible to manage these. I, I, I think you earned this award. The last year <laughs> aged me considerably. I, I'm not sure I deserve the award. I mean, a lot of it, from my perspective, is just putting out fires and trying to just make sure everything goes okay. You know, We had a lot of twists and turns on the carve-out. You know, that kind of involved a, a kind of a rapid about face and kind of different postures. So in addition to managing large teams, in addition to dealing with complex issues, it turns out you have to be ultra nimble because things change at the last. That time. is correct. That is yeah. correct. Things right. change. like the, And people are not yeah. always very patient about the changes. Like, you know, um, people generally wow. expect things to get done um, immediately. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. um, there are a lot of oh, very late nights, uh, a lot of very late nights and a lot of stressful, stressful yeah. phone calls. All right. Well. Well, shifting gears a little bit uh, you know, from 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 the effort involved, the huge effort involved in managing a complex carve out, w- were there any you know issues that popped up, or maybe that pop up generally? Because you said multiple tech deals contributed to the award. You know, you had a specific problem. Some maybe it was a legal problem, maybe it was a finance problem, maybe it was some other kind of problem. Some some problem that you just had to specifically drill down on and solve in order to get these deals done. The last few years, particularly kind of with a cyber company like McAfee, um, where there's a lot more attention in national security um, circles, you're seeing kind of a lot of countries instituting regimes that kind of slow down your deal. For example, our enterprise transaction closed in July of last year. Now, as a point of fact, we signed in March and we closed in July, and we needed every last little bit of time to get the carve out done. But 
um, even absent that, we were dealing with much more, you know, we were waiting for like random regulatory approvals to come and you were literally on pins and needles to figure out if you could close just because you needed to wait for some random government to decide whether or not um, they were going to approve the transaction. That may sound kind of um, banal, um, but it really is one of the big changes of being a tech M&A lawyer over the last um, three years is, you know, whereas before you worried about kind of, you know, your typical, your IP issues, you know, this, like all of a sudden the regulatory stuff is for, is just front and center and you got to talk to your clients. And, and regulatory, doing... again, this is, this is, this is sort of the national security oriented regulatory stuff. Uh, yeah. National security, approval. even antitrust though now is very, you know, it's a very complex antitrust environment as well. It's much more difficult to get a deal done now than it was um, three or four years ago. Um, and a lot more hurdles that you got to clear and a lot more kind of sitting and waiting and talking to clients who don't understand exactly um, why this, why a certain approval hasn't come through and kind of what connections you have and how you're going to, you know, talk to the prime minister or this or that and try to get it done. Maybe, you know, uh, well, yeah, even, yeah. My, even my deal maker of the year award doesn't get me audiences with, uh, with, with you know, <laughs> the well, but I'm starting to understand why you deserve the award. Uh, all right. Now, one more question, and then we'll save a little time for some personal questions. But in these types of complex transactions, especially with very professional sponsors like TPG, STG, we've mentioned these Intel, the original seller, how does it work in terms of getting the deal financed? Are, are, are these just all cash transactions where you know, people essentially have a big checking account and wire money, or, or uh, uh, is it easy to do because they're so sophisticated they have all the reputation they need in the lending community so they just you know they command uh, uh as much uh, financing as they need on a phone call how, how does it work what was challenging about the maxi deal was and this is not the carve out this was the actual take private where the consumer business was sold and what was challenging about that was uh was the timing no matter what industry you were in you know if you were looking to go to go to the debt markets um after say february of this year, it's just turned into a much more challenging environment. If Advent hadn't obtained their financing in January, whether they could have obtained the financing in March on the same terms, or if it would have been much more difficult, um, just given kind of, for example, the invasion of uh, Russia and Ukraine is much more of a question. So I can tell you that kind of on the sell side, we were very, very happy um, that they got the financing done as early as they did, which was essentially a month and a half before closing. Because if they had had to wait another month and a half or two months, it would have been just introduced a tremendous amount of uncertainty because of the macro environment. Right. Well, well, when you think, I mean, that's the McAfee deal, again, bellwether deal for the award. I, I just have heard that tech deals can be hard to finance because, yes. Yes. Uh, because so often it's a bet on the strategic value of the tech and they don't have cash flow. They may be even cash negative. But is that your experience yeah. as a lead? Yes, I mean there are definitely. Yeah, I mean there, there, you know, there are two different models. One is the maxi model. The other is the model which is more based on recurring revenue. Um, as you said, it's more kind of like a bet as opposed to kind of there's not enormous amounts of of, of necessarily of EBITDA, but they're 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 financed off annual recurring revenue or something like that. And you do see in the tech deals, in those sorts of tech deals in particular, kind of an overweighting of equity because it's just harder to um, finance kind of these extreme high growth companies 
than it is to finance kind of a McAfee because you just don't have the EBITDA, you don't have the cash flows. And so you'll see, particularly amongst the sponsors, that you know there's a far more equity that's invested in growth um, equity deals as opposed to as opposed to debt. Suffice to say, you could almost come close to flipping it, where you need to kind of have much more equity financing, much less debt financing, just because it, uh, they don't have the financial profile that kind of right. very mature companies have. Wow. All right. Well, 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 Mike, we could go on all, all day about the deal stuff. It is actually fascinating, but we're running out of time. And I, I want to take a minute. We do this on every podcast to make sure people get a sense of who you are. So I asked some silly questions. This is our personality test. This is how we get to see who, who you truly are. It's kind of a little bit of a lightning round. I'm just going to ask the question. You just give the answer quickly. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Do you have a pet and if or or maybe historically what has your what is your favorite pet oh well my favorite pet is my current dog which is uh, her name is luna we 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 have two kids as i mentioned and my wife threatened to quit her job if we got a dog for the longest time because and um she said that it was either the dog or or the job but i got her past that earlier this year or my younger son did earlier this year and so we now have yeah. an english english cocker spaniel puppy who uh, is um, you know, as I say, is like, you know, probably my biggest supporter in the household. So um, I'm going to be wow. her biggest supporter then, too. Okay. Well, and, you know, English Cocker Spaniels, purebred, high energy. I, 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 I think of them as dogs that <laughs> run and bark all over the place. But, but, you, but, but Luna's a good dog? Luna's a good dog. She's a very good dog. She's okay. A, a, you know, she's a challenge. But, uh, you know, it's right, a good challenge. Right. Like, you know, the number of walks, right. I don't think we were quite anticipating. Um, we got the hunting version, <laughs> yeah. not the show version. And, you know, uh, apparently that doesn't go well. It was, it was one of the funny things that happened was uh, my wife and I, um, we both work. I mean, my wife is at Ropes as well. And um, yeah. uh, she, um, we, we had to get a dog walker. We are now up to, you know, two, two and a half hour sessions every day of dog walking. So, um, like we, we, we are you know, exporting Puppy. kind of, yes. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. Well, um, yeah, but she loves, but, but you get, so that's good. but you get home every night and you close the deal. It, it's not like sitting yeah. around waiting for the prime minister of the Netherlands to say whether or not. Oh, no, no, no. It's wonderful. <laughs> like she comes back, like, you know, she lives in the moment, you know, it's really great. Good. Good. All right. All right. Next question in a, in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, what is more important? the peanut butter or the jelly. Now, I, I have pretty strong views on this topic, um, unlike almost everything else we've talked Superb. about. Um, Superb. It's got to be the jelly because, um, you know, peanut butter, I like smooth or creamy, and I like crunchy, like, equally. Um, mm -hmm. But the jelly, like, makes all the difference. I don't like grape jelly. I don't like apple jelly. That, that ruins the sandwich. But if you get a nice peanut butter jelly sandwich with raspberry or strawberry or something right. like that, then that hits the spot and... You know, it also kind of sums up my my cooking expertise right so, there. Well. Uh, well, in a way, so classic classic deal lawyer. You, you live for the flavor. <laughs> yes. You just <laughs> peanut butter and peanut that's butter. Correct. That's just sustenance. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's like it's you know, it's a big decision. You got to make a lot of decisions in life. But peanut butter and jelly, you can't go wrong with that. First, Mike, I want to thank you for joining the podcast. I want to mention to all of our listeners that, again, this is the latest edition of the RG Tech Studio podcast. It is available on the RG Tech Studio webpage, which is up, uh, up under the general heading, ropesgray.com. You can find it there. The podcast is also available everywhere else you find your podcasts. 
thank you so much for joining me.